Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com. We will find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Carol Gibbons. Now, Carol is a certified results coach, accredited yoga, pranayama, and meditation teacher, and a Reiki master. She has a great interest in understanding human behavior and an earnest desire to help people identify, clarify, and achieve their goals. Her 35-year systems engineering career has facilitated a detailed and thorough approach to the world of coaching. Carol uses scientific and spiritual principles to aid clients in identifying and understanding the action steps required to move forward towards their heart's desire. In particular, she helps clients with transformational techniques, which develop root level mental building blocks, reduce self-sabotage and overcome their stress. This enables consistent personal and professional growth leading to elevated performance in all areas of their lives. Now, this may be in their career or their business or their relationships or in the area of personal development or health or well-being or fun or recreation or any area of life for that matter. Carol also helps clients to find meaning and purpose in their lives. And this is all done using the power of mindset. In fact, it's through the power of mindset that Carol has enabled her clients to reach their highest potential and perform at their peak. She fosters their resilience so they can flourish no matter what life throws at them. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Carol. Hello, Carol. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. I'm excited for having you here to share your incredible brilliance that you have uh, created over the years of helping people really transform their peak performance levels and work on their mindset. And so I think I think we should just jump straight in. And uh, I, I always like to start with uh, how did we end up here kind of an idea because there, there's so many things that you could have specialized in in life. And I know you went through that engineering background, but here you are specializing in peak performance and really how we utilize the mindset to achieve those peak performances. So Carol, how, how did we get here? Um, I would say when bad things happened to me, I realized that I was actually quite resilient. Now, I put that down originally to my yoga pranayama meditation um, because I would practice those, you know, life throws all sorts of things at you. So I would practice those and I would find that I would come up with techniques to cope or, you know, just generally move forward. But then more recently, um, I realized that actually it's more than that. I did a coaching course with yourselves, Authentic Education, and realized I found my calling. I loved it. I've always liked to help people. But it's been um, off the cuff, you know, no formal training. 
And obviously the training with the yoga and meditation, yes, that was easy. I was trained in that and I could help people by those methods. But coaching just gave me so many techniques, different ways to actually help the people that I want to help. Mm. And I realized that, you know, yeah, I like engineering. I've loved my job over the years. But this coaching, helping people by coaching gave me this heartfelt and her fulfillment, I guess, is the word that although I had had it previously in my career, it had waned. You know what it's like? You do the same thing year in, year out, and you lose that love or you lose that fulfillment, that excitement. And coaching's brought that back, which I'm truly grateful for. Absolutely. So, so what do you think led you to the world of coaching? You know, because uh, some people would say, okay, here's this lady being very successful in her career. And then all of a sudden it it becomes yoga and Reiki and meditation and healing and transformation. Like, like what was it, I guess, that, I don't know, planted the seed or caused that, that, that shift in career path or purpose or destiny? What was that? Yeah. Well, the yoga and meditation started when I was 14, so a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But then you go to uni, continued it through there, started work, and, you know, life happens. It dropped. And then probably 30 years ago, I trained to become a yoga and meditation teacher because I, I went back to that because I, I got that space in my life then to enable me to start that again. But then we moved to Australia 11 years ago. And then seven years ago, I started my personal development in earnest. And I think that was looking for something for fulfillment, to be honest. And so I started various courses, including some from authentic education. And that culminated a couple of years ago in the coaching course, like I said, which really brought home what I can do that's heartfelt, that is fulfilling, and that helps others. And I've always loved helping others. So it's just sort of moved in different areas throughout my life. I just culminated in helping others via a form, more of a formal method. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so bits of it have always been there, and then others have come in the last sort of six, seven years. Got it. And so w- when you talk, I-, I know you help a lot of people with all kinds of issues, self-sabotage being one of them that you help Absolutely. people with, and also overcoming stress. Mm-hmm. What is it about self-sabotage? H- how do we deal with that because i know a lot of people do it in fact there's probably listeners sitting there right now going yep absolutely guilty of sabotaging everything i do in my life what what do you suggest for people out there that do find they're getting in their own way i think the first step is becoming aware of it actually realizing you've got these voices in your head that are telling you you didn't do that very well oh no 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 one will think that you're good at whatever you know, all these little voices, and we stop ourselves doing things. So the first thing is becoming aware. And then secondly, doing something positive to counteract that. So the PQ coaching that I'm doing currently, um, one of its ways of working is the fact that it decreases self-sabotage and increases self-mastery. So the practice behind that is literally very simple two-minute exercises uh, which make you aware of these negative aspects 
but also teach you the positive aspects to counteract them. So it reduces self-sabotage, increases self-mastery, so that you're less likely to self-sabotage when these little voices pop up. You know, they may pop up and say, oh, I don't think I did that very well. But no, actually, you did a pretty good job. Look, people were listening. People understood you. You know, yes, you're actually doing better than you think. So and what are some of these? Sorry. Go on, yeah. go on, go on, sorry. Secondly, I would say, once you've actually got that self-sabotage mastered to some extent, it's a continuous process. You know, we found in the past, you know, you might have done training, you may have done personal development work, and you come out of it all inspired. But then over the months, that wanes away, and you realize that you actually need to do something regularly to actually keep up that practice. And that's what the PQ does. It's a regular daily practice, two minutes a few times a day, that just keeps you in that position where you're mastering your self-sabotage, you're improving your performance by various methods, you're building those new neural pathways so that you don't drop off in self-sabotage as much as you used to. So what's an example of one of these uh, processes that a person can do that can bring them more awareness? Oh, a lot of it is getting in the body and out of the head. So mm. something really simple would be putting two fingers together and actually concentrating on the feeling that you, the perception that you can feel, feeling the ridges of your fingertips. Something really simple like that is very centering. And there's various ones. There's, you know, there's breath practice, there's touch, there's hearing. They're so simple, and yet they bring us back to center and allow us to actually notice what our brains are doing, what our minds are saying to ourselves, you know. Mm. So the, the practice of, like, rubbing your fingers together, it's it, – it, what – what are we doing there? What are we, what's the outcome we're aiming for? We are taking our brain away or our, ourselves away from being in our heads uh -huh. to being in our bodies. And nice. So it is calming the nervous system and then allowing the action or the thought or the positive aspects to come in. And part of PQ coaching is to teach you the five ways of actually getting to the positive, the five skills to learn so that you're, they term it the sage as opposed to the saboteur, which is the negative, so that your sage mind becomes more dominant rather than your saboteurs quieten. And you can move forward with confidence, with action, um, knowing what you're doing and not self-sabotaging yourself all the time and these self-sabotage can be all sorts of things there can be procrastination you know how many people don't procrastinate i know i do fortunately it's a bit less now than i used to um there could be avoiding things you know oh i don't want that conversation it's a bit difficult or oh, i'll do it tomorrow you know um there's all sorts of things being a victim you know, how often have we felt victimized when really we're probably not. We're probably overreacting. 
So there are so many different ones. And we all we all have different levels of each of them. And it's a matter of working out which your highest ones are and then mastering the techniques to reduce those. I noticed you said something interesting. You said that you want to look at the experience for the negatives and the positives. And, mm-hmm. and so take, take me through that idea. So I rub my fingers and I become present. And then, I, I don't know, so what, what do I do in the, with an experience? I like what you said there, that, that there is a, a way of looking at both sides or, or something to paraphrase. Yeah. Just yeah. Talk, talk me through that. So some of the activities are as simple as rubbing your fingers together to bring yourself back into your body. But then there are certain other ones where maybe you know you have to take an action, but you've procrastinated. So there might be a little two-minute practice where you're just running through your mind, actually taking that action and seeing what the result is. So you're laying those mental, building those mental building blocks and those thought paths, you know, in your mind. So that when you do actually take the action, it's easier because you've run through it a few times already. And whether that be, you know, action, whether that be using your imagination to creatively come up with a solution. Um, You know, there are various ways that we can use this. And I've just found it works brilliantly. You know, people, it works great for performance for individuals, performance for team interpersonal relationships, you know, as to say those awkward um, conversations that you avoid and that just makes it worse generally, you know, avoiding these things rather than sensitively having empathy for the other person maybe. Empathise is one of the, re- one of the five main positive um, aspects that, that we work on. And um, self-empathy especially. And one of the practices is having a childhood photo that you can look at. And, you know, if you look at yourself as a child, what do you see? This perfect being who, you know, is just beautiful. They have that inner essence. And that's still inside us. We just don't see it. And so finding an old childhood photograph and actually practicing empathy for yourself changes something in your brain Mm, and allows you to realize you're more than you thought you were you know and you can achieve more than you ever thought you could you can improve your performance more than you ever thought you could from really basic building blocks so i'm sitting at home right now and i'm listening in and i'm looking around my house right now to find a childhood photo and (laughs) let's just say i find the photo what, what am I meant to do with that? I stare at it. What, what's the, what do I yeah, do? Yeah, just still your mind as best you can. Maybe do some breaths, you know, um, breathing into a count of five, breathing out to a count of five, noticing your abdomen go out and come in as you breathe. And then look at your photograph and think, see that essence of the child, that beautiful essence, you know, the photograph, may be sad, it may be laughing, it doesn't matter what the child's doing in the photograph. That is you, that's your inner being. And just realizing that, I think. And 
realize that that is still inside you, that that beautiful, perfect inner being is still there, no matter what life has thrown at you, no matter what you've done or not done in your life, you still have that perfect inner child. And you can be empathetic towards that child. If they've been through bad times, you can have empathy for them. And that brings up practicing empathy just allows you to bring it into everyday life, whether it be towards yourself or towards others. Um, a classic example, you know, that just a tiny example, you're in traffic and someone cuts you off. How often do you think, oh, they're an awful driver? I now think, I don't know what day they've had. They may have had an awful day they're on hurrying somewhere. And therefore, I don't get upset because I've been cut up. I just pull back, let them go in front. Um, stops me getting irate. And hopefully, I'm throwing a bit of love their way because they may need it. Nice. I like that. I like it. So if there's a overly negative experience that happens today... We've got some pretty cool practical ideas so far, Carol. I, I just, let's just say I go to work this morning and there is an overly negative experience that takes place. Apart from the they're having a bad day scenario, is there some other things that you can recommend that help people really get back on track? Like if they go to work, something negative happens, they're stressing out. Um, obviously, I can bring myself present now, those, that, that fingertip mm -hmm. exercise, and I can send some empathy. Is, is there anything else that, that I can do if I'm, I don't know, finding myself, to, <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> to, to, to catch my empathy moment. It's <laughs> too far down the road now, and now I'm just furious. <laughs> what do we do in those extreme cases where something really negative has happened and, and we can't access our empathy? Is there something a person can do at that point? You can breathe. It's a simple mm. action. Yeah. Breath always centers you, always. Uh, so just be aware of your breath. Follow it. Try and have your out breath twice as long as your in breath. Mm. And that will definitely calm the mind and hopefully get you out of that frantic spiral that you've just jumped into in reaction to something. But the best thing to do is actually train yourself so that you don't get to that frantic spiral or you can come back from it instantly. And the PQ training teaches you, as an example, you know, physical pain is important. You know, if you put your hand on a hot stove, you pull it away straight away because you felt that physical pain. Mentally, we're not trained to do that. Stress is the equivalent of that hot stove. But when we feel stress, we tend to continue feeling stress. It's done its purpose. It's warned us that we need to do something. It's warned us that something negative is happening or has happened, just like touching your hand on the hot stove. So if you're trained beforehand with the PQ practice or with meditation or yoga and pranayama or whatever your method works for you, then you can bring yourself back. You say, oh, I'm feeling stressed. I need to do something about that. I need to work out why I'm feeling stressed, what I can do about it, 
bring down the level of stress up and actually assess what needs doing and then take the actions that are required. Because normally what we do is we feel stress, we get panicked, we feel more stress, we don't know what to do because we're not in a calm state of mind. But if you're aware of the stress and you have techniques that you've learned and therefore become semi-automatic and eventually automatic, we hope, then you don't go in that downward spiral. You catch yourself and you can actually take the positive aspects and be open to innovation, creativity, looking for a way forward and reducing your stress at the same time. Mm. nice so they can focus on the breath they can uh take a deep breath in and exhale to be twice the length of it it's, it mm -hmm. sounds like it's really just coming back to the basics of being aware and just definitely having that awareness and everything that you yes. do but i, I like think it. also then the training so that it becomes automatic mm. Is there, is there a kind of ritual that you would generally recommend a client of yours set up in order to perform at their peak? Like, is there something that, that is the most common thing people do in the morning that seems to work the best? Like, because it's one thing to understand how to get the awareness and become present. It's a whole mm -hmm. other thing to embody it. So what would you generally advise people set up as, a, as their go-to awareness exercise? Is there a... a a recommended steps you would suggest well the pq coaching is like a six-week plan that teaches you all the classic techniques to do that so once you've done your six-week coaching and, the, and learned all the pq techniques then you will have your favorite now my favorite is the touching um and my very favorite of the touching ones is where you take your hands your fingers down your hands and then touch your palms and actually just be totally present to all the feelings. So you can have your eyes closed, just be present to the feelings that you can sense. And then maybe go on to a listening technique where you're listening to the furthest thing away that you can hear, just for a few moments, and then bring it to the closest thing that you can hear, mm. which is probably your own breath. There's usually very little that's closer to you than the sound of your own breath. But once you've learned the techniques and you've got those pathways in your mind trained, you find you can bring yourself back to center really quickly. And anyone can do it. I mean, I, I spent two years teaching or learning to be a yoga teacher. I spent many years practicing and teaching meditation. But you have to find the right practice that suits the individual. Mm. With these techniques, there are so many different ones. After your six weeks, you've found the ones that work for you. You've trained them in your brain. When your hand touches a hot stove or your mind feels stressed, you've got a go-to practice at that point that you can do to bring yourself back and then work out the way forward. So let's just say we take that the hand technique. It feels quite nice, actually. I'm just doing it now. It feels it's, it's a it's a nice <laughs> sensation in the palms. That's for sure. Should we do it at a certain frequency per day? Is there a certain number of minutes? How, how do we start to develop this habit? Yeah. So there are two minute practices that uh -huh. we do four times a day, um, 
And then during the six-week practice, because you're using an app on your phone, which really you've got it with you all the time, there's a two minutes at the beginning of the day that gives you the theme of what you're working on that day. No. Um, so basically, you're talking less than 15 minutes a day. Mm. Um, but broken up into tiny little pieces that anyone can do. You know, you can find two minutes, especially if you're feeling stressed, actually. You probably want to go to the bathroom and find those two minutes, you know, mm. to, and then come out rejuvenated or calmer, quieter, knowing the way forward. And it just gets you in that practice, that daily practice and habit so that it keeps going rather than, you know, declining with time like often things do if we learn them and get inspired but don't actually have the actual daily practice to keep it going mm. i know a lot of people are getting some incredible benefit from your one-on-one -on -one coaching and i know you've got this brilliant website up online coached by carol and for the listeners out there if you uh, want to reach out i know that on your homepage there is actually a button there where they can actually enter their details and uh, book in to actually have a, a, a conversation with you to see if they're going to be a, a fit and a match for not only your incredible six-week uh, PQ coaching, but also you've got other coaching programs and uh, yes. things available on, on the site. And by the way, it's coached by Carol with an E at the end. So it's C-O-A-C-H-E-D-B-Y-C-A-R-O-L-E. So coached by Carol with an E at the end, dot com. And I recommend that listeners reach out and, and connect because I know that uh, by getting on the phone with, with Carol and just seeing if, if you're going to be a match for her programs, and I'm, I can assure you, if you want to perform at your peak, you want to get your mindset zinging, you want to get rid of self-sabotage and remove stress from your life uh, and learn how to really manage your mindset, then I, I know Carol's going to be an excellent solution to that. Uh, Carol, I wanted to just find out for the listeners out there, is there a overarching tip or a message that you generally give people? Like, like what's the, if you can only tell someone like one thing, you know, that you know, they come to you, they're frantic, their whole day's completely blown up and they're standing in front of you going, help me, Carol, please. <laughs> um, what, what is it? What's your go-to? Like what's your, what's your go-to move that tends to reset people quite, quite well with all your vast experience what is your go-to i think when you have a problem not necessarily in the emergency moment but when you have a problem the first thing to do is make a decision to do mm. something about that problem Ooh. and that will set the cogs working in your mind and that will then allow you to take action to deal with that problem and that Sounds so basic, but it's what works. Wow. So to make a decision, I mean, what, what does that look like inside my mind? Like, so my whole day has gone pear-shaped. I'm losing it. It's all, uh, it's all over Red Rover. And what am I doing? Am I just internally saying, I'm going to fix this? Am I... It, I, I love what you're saying. I, I want, uh, I guess I want the, the, the definition of that or yeah. how do I know I've done that is probably what I'm most trying to, okay. trying to ask. So say you're panicked because of whatever, I don't know, a meeting at work went really badly wrong 
whatever it may be. First thing to do is to bring yourself centered. So do a quick two minute breath practice. And then actually think this thing that's happening to me really isn't happening to me. You are part of it. You were there because of the decisions you've made previously. So what is it that I can change moving forward, which will improve that? And then making a decision to actually take that action. So calm yourself down. Think clearly about the best way forward. Make a decision to take that route and take the action to get you there. Mm. Nice. And that can be anything. You know, it could be career. Maybe you just, your career needs to change. You know, we get that sometimes. It can be your relationships. It can be your finances. There are so all aspects of your life. Just pick one and make a decision to move forward. Nice. I, I love it. I love that suggestion. Before we wrap up, is there a final message that you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, I love this quote from Les Brown. And it's quite long, so I, I wrote it down so I could read nice. it. So you have the power to heal your life, to bounce back from failure, to open and own your business, to get out of debt, to create a new path for yourself, stretch beyond what is safe, familiar and comfortable. You have the power within you to do more, love more, live more expansively and to learn much more than you do now. Believe and know that you have the power. You have greatness within you. Beautiful. What a great way to finish off the podcast for today. Carol, I just want to say thank you so much again for your time today and for being on the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Once again, to find out more about Carol uh, or any of the other authors, you can do so by going to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, or you can go directly to Carol's website, coachedbycarol.com. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.